My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about your full body yes. I'm talking to Brenda Winkle. She's a coach and healer, also a podcaster and speaker, and we're going to talk about her gifts, how they showed up earlier in her life um, as you know that strong intuition. We can see what people want. We can see what people need around us. And it turns into some people pleasing stuff that we need to recover from and reclaim our power from. I know I had that experience. I know a lot of my clients have had that experience. And so once we turn that quote unquote weakness um, of, you know, seeing into everybody else's uh, energy and, and having that overwhelming empathy, once we turn that into our strength and learn to use it to, to make our strongest decisions and our most empowered life, um, things really start to turn around. So she's, uh, she's left her career to do this work full time. And it's really exciting to hear about people taking that leap. So um, I'm sure she did that by listening to her full body. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome, Brenda. How are you today? I'm great, Molly. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So why don't we start at where we usually start? Uh, let us know what you do to serve and help people in your in your work as a coach and a healer. I help people get into their bodies and out of their heads, essentially. And the reason that that is impactful is that if we are thinking and we're only using our brain, then sometimes our fear brain, our ego can start to run the show. And the reason that that's a default for so many of us is because the pace of our thinking brain is usually faster than the pace of our body. So it's the first thing that we notice. Mm -hmm. So what I help people do is to get into their body, into their heart, into their gut, and really tap in and tune into what their body is telling them. And for most of us, our heart moves slower than our brain. So as we listen to those heart messages, we have to slow down and be a little bit more patient. And the same is true, only double for the gut. Our gut has so much wisdom, but it moves at a different pace than our heart or our brain. And so again, we have to slow down and give the time, give the, the gut time to reveal its wisdom. I love that. You know, um, my, you, you just spelled it out so clearly. I remember my spirit guide sharing, uh, sharing that about the way that things vibrate. And it's, it's also out there in, you know, the scientific world, lots of studies done on this, but the vibration of things that yes, spirit moves super fast. So mm -hmm. boom, boom, boom. That's where our intuition comes and goes. We've, we're literally in 14 places at once. We can tell you what's going to happen. Therefore, you know, after right below that, um, at a slower level is the mind and then the body. And then, you know, kind of like inanimate objects move even slower in terms of that energetic vibration. So I love the way you put that in terms of 
we need to make sure that we take that into account. I know I used to have gut disorders when I didn't listen to my intuition and I was just taking in all of this life that was not in my best interest and not what I, my spirit really wanted. And I learned later that that was exactly why, because the gut couldn't process everything that I was putting into my system. So can you share a little bit about your experience with this? How did you learn um, how important this was that you you slow down, listen to the body and embody your life before kind of going forward with the kind of persistence of the mind? Where was that turning point for you? Oh, I, I love this question. And it's it's kind of a juicy answer. So it was August of 2019, not that long ago. I'd been doing this work very part-time, also teaching full-time, also directing a prestigious children's chorus for a local opera company. And it was the first day of school. And as I was walking into the school, I had really significant abdominal pain. Mm-hmm. And I went to the school nurse because that's what teachers do for a lot of their medical care. And the nurse said, you know, this seems, this seems like something you'd want to pay attention to. If you don't feel better at lunch, let's, let's talk, be sure you stop back. Well, as the morning went on, I felt worse and worse. And I got to the point where I was perched on a stool doubled over so that I could have my, my knees or my elbows on my knees to be able to sort of teach through the pain. Mm. So I got to lunch and I felt even worse. And the nurse was saying, I think you need to go to the doctor. And I kept saying, but it's the first day of school. I can't leave. And the assistant principal (laughs) overheard me and said, look, this is not the hill we're going to die on today. And she sent me off to urgent care and I went to urgent care and they were not concerned at all. Took some tests, you know, some blood work and things sent me home and the phone rang an hour later. And the doctor, the urgent care doctor said, how close are you to the emergency room? And I said, oh, about 15 minutes away, I'll head there now. And as soon as I got there, I knew things were really serious because no one would make eye contact with me. And so I was admitted into the hospital and that was really the turning point. I'd, you know, I'd grown up in the, in Northwestern Nebraska in a little tiny town called Shadron. My parents were band directors and, and instrumental musicians, and they were really good at what they did. And they were internationally recognized. And I wanted to do that too. I just, what I saw, it was an easy step for me to become a music educator because that's what I'd witnessed. And I'd also witnessed the Midwestern work ethic, you know, work hard, work hard, work hard. And I internalized that as achieve hard, go for the certificates, go for the awards you know, make something of yourself. And so I was chasing all of the awards and recognition. And that's what ended me in, in the hospital that day was I was working myself so, so hard. I was not listening to my body. I had had, you know, little pains that were intermittent throughout the summer and I just would ignore it. Or I'd go lay on the bed for 15 minutes and think, okay, I think it's better now and get up and go do my thing. And as I really came clear laying in that hospital bed about what had gotten me there, I realized I had completely ignored my body. Mm. And my body was telling me that all of the seeking outward approval and recognition was 
literally killing me. Mm. And it took being hospitalized and then being sort of taken away from my normal life for me to understand that I was laying there alone in a hospital bed and the world was functioning just fine without me in it. And I kept telling myself that I was so important that I had to be there. I had to be there on the first day of school. I had to be there for those auditions. And you know what? They replaced me within an hour of me letting them know I couldn't make it. And it was really humbling and kind of heartbreaking Mm -hmm. because I told myself that I was, you know, irreplaceable. And I was putting my life and health on the line for a job that wasn't doing the same for me. Yeah. And so that was really the beginning. That was the turning point of deciding I had to listen to the wisdom in my body in a way that I'd never listened before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's right there. I mean, that's what I teach as well. It's we have the intuition, the f- subtle feeling. And if we don't listen, then it goes deeper to uh, either a depression or anxiety, and then it'll go a little deeper and connect to something in the body where we could we can read it the whole time and get clarity. But we haven't been taught to do that. So it's really great to that to hear that you're out there teaching that too, because it's just so important. I think uh, men and women can benefit, but especially women, that's how our wisdom shows up for us. So it's so important to listen to that. So, you know, it sounds to me like you had a little bit of what I call the shadow healer syndrome, that you were doing that light worker, like awesome work of sending out all your best energy, you know, making life really great, probably for a lot of students and a lot of people. And yet, like you said, it wasn't giving back to you. So um, when you finally realized that you were kind of gifted with this stuff to then help people more directly, what was that aha moment like uh, when you decided to either do this development work to, to help people as a coach and healer now, or maybe spirit came to you? Um, kind of looking for, you know, how your calling showed up to you uh, and how you knew that this was a direction that you were going to need to go and and let go of this old life that wasn't really working anymore. Mm. Well, as I recovered from my, eventually had surgery once my, I was stable enough to, to have surgery. And as I was recovering, I was at home by myself. And again, everything was functioning just fine without me. And So as I started to reintegrate into the work, and I'm not talking about my spiritual work, I'm talking about the the work I was doing as a music teacher and as a choir director, I was realizing that I was giving in a way that was not reciprocal. So I wasn't being compensated financially. I wasn't being helped um, with, you know, supportive. um, I was being helped, but that the support that I had thought was there that I was telling myself was there was really me muscling through. Mm -hmm. And so when I stopped muscling because I was physically incapable of muscling, things started to shift. And then, you know, COVID came. And for me, that was such a beautiful way to push pause on everything Mm -hmm. and (laughs) really kind of lean into what would it be like if I just redid everything? And so I did, it took me about nine months to decide what that was going to look like. But during COVID, we moved from a place where we'd lived for 17 years and moved to Portland, Oregon. And I got a job in a local school district 
thinking that the job was, was going to solve the problem. But what I realized was I wanted healing and I wanted to offer healing. And what I was seeking was peace and freedom. It wasn't a different job. And so I was teaching one night in one of my courses, and I was saying to the participants, if you were not doing things that light you up, find things that light you up. And if you're doing things that are causing you stress or anxiety or angst, really look at how you can move away from it. And as I was saying the words that night, I was dreading going to school the next week. And I thought to myself, Ooh, I've got an integrity problem here. Mm. I'm telling my, my clients to do one thing and I'm getting ready to do another. So I sat with that for one more day. And then I decided, you know, if spirit really is moving me in this direction, spirit really will provide for me. And I quit. Awesome. (laughs) She did it. The leap of faith. I love it. The leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you mentioned in, uh, before the interview that taking that leap unlocked a freedom that you couldn't have imagined before. Mm -hmm. So can you share a little bit about that to inspire those out there who are struggling and jobs there they know aren't, aren't for them anymore. And they're called to something else. Um, I think hearing stories about that, that freedom is, is helpful, you know, that they're going to survive the leap. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I think that it's, it's important to really get clear around what your nervous system has capacity for. Mm -hmm. So if you take the leap and you are fearful about finances or, or whatever, that may not be the right time to take the leap because being in a full state of believing and knowing that you're supported is really impactful. And I know that that's part of what made this transition so fun for me is that I had no question, no doubt that I was going to be supported and taken care of. And so the freedom is the freedom to travel internationally travel. And, and I still work when I'm traveling sometimes, and sometimes I don't, but, um, I'm able to go wherever I want. And for somebody who's worked in the public schools and been a student, this is really the first time in my life that during the school year, like between August and May, I've been able to travel. And so I've been all over in multiple trips. I can't even tell you how many trips and I'm headed off again this week. Um, to go to some fun places. And for me, that's what freedom looks like. It's the ability to go see the people that are living across the country or across the world from me and have the time and the resources to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Sounds like the dream, living the dream for sure. That's exciting. And, and so as you're doing that and living your full bodied, yes. um, You mentioned that there's still some challenges with visibility with um, with accepting abundance for what you do and it sounds to me like it's still the the remnants of that old story um, and and you mentioned that there's some some healing that you're doing on that but can you share about how that shows up for you today even though things are wonderful you're doing the traveling but it's like oh it sounds like you've got the the nun syndrome that I call it I'll just do it for free I'll just do everything for free because I love it but but we've still got to pay the bills so right so yeah share share about how you're using your own um maybe your own teaching to help you get through that and what's still challenging beyond that 
Well, I think there's, there's two things at play. One is my lived history, you know, being an educator, there is so much asked of you that you are not compensated for. And not only are you not compensated for it, but you're asked to bring your own resources. And so there's a normalization of overgiving and overdoing. And that is kind of the way that you survive as an educator in the United States. And so there's that lived experience. But then, like you say, the nun syndrome, um, I realized, and it was it was a fairly recent realization. It wasn't that I was unwilling to be paid. That was not that was not the problem. The problem was I would prefer to work for free. Like mm-hmm. literally, I would prefer it. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I'm in that club too. <laughs> yeah, and so you know that that's where I'm currently healing, and I am experiencing tremendous healing and tremendous growth. And one of the ways that it's showing up for me is recognizing that the abundance has been there the whole time. It's flowing in in ways that sometimes we don't give it credit. Like, for example, last week, let me back up one quick step and just say I taught in Title Nine, excuse me, Title One schools, which are the the financially typically disadvantaged schools with more than fifty percent of the students on free and reduced lunch. And I taught in those schools for a long, long, long time. So I had submitted for a public servant loan forgiveness for my student loans about three, three and a half years ago. And I kept resubmitting and it takes a lot of paperwork to make that happen. So this, this week I woke up one morning and I thought, you know, I think this would be a great day to make $25,000. I think it'd be really cool if that happened. So I was just going about my day, went to the mailbox and I had a letter there from an organization I didn't recognize the name of, but you know how you can just kind of tell by looking at the writing that it's official. So I thought this isn't junk mail. I'm going to open it up. It was my student loan forgiveness. It had come through and it wasn't $25,000. It was 30. Oh, how wonderful. That's very exciting. Yeah. The it was... abundance from, from wherever. <laughs> Sometimes we get, you know, kind of stuck on where it's going to come from and it's just staying open to it that you give over here and something comes in over there. I think that's some magic, some universal magic we may not completely ever understand, but it's fun to have faith in that. So that's a great example of how that happens. Yeah, it was fun. It's really fun. And so just allowing myself to open up to the possibility that it may not come from a client, it might come from a different source has been really, really fun. And it feels, it feels really free. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so If you don't mind, I'd love to share a few cards that I'm pulling for your situation. It might be inspiring for others to hear as well. Are you open to me sharing that? Oh, I'd really love it. Awesome. Well, you definitely have this very strong manifesting archetype within you. Um, We may call it the magic child or or the part of you that's really great at imagining um, ideal situations in life. And you're definitely going through a transformation with regards to that. Um, It's you're coming out of a time of a lot of sacrifice, which is makes sense as a public school teacher, and now moving into this kind of freedom to do your own thing, there is um, some ancestral stuff coming up for you. Um, So I'm not sure if you're directly addressing it yet, or it's just kind of been one of those things that 
shows up from time to time, but is there, is there something about deserving or about taking charge or having authority that is challenging um, as for you as an entrepreneur or spiritual business owner? In this life? No. Okay. In this, in this life, it feels, it feels resolved, but what you're speaking to about the ancestral stuff, absolutely that hits. Okay, good. Because that's still, you're coming into that. And, and some of the challenges you may face in the next few months are basically helping you reprogram any stories, any subconscious meaning made from that ancestral pattern that you're aware of. Um, and, and definitely some, some great things coming in. You've got great opportunities, things out of the blue, like this grant for, you know, this loan forgiveness um, really showing up. And I feel like it is about... Um, not like there's a theme about you owe me like if you give so much you owe me like the universe doesn't really do that and and i think you know that so you're learning to go like well i will give and give and give and and i'll feel that coming back and it's just like a dynamic exchange and it's just the way things work when we work them it's mm-hmm. you know the ego has that you know well i give you this and you give me that um but as you pull back your soul your kind of magical soul and you get deeper into your stillness and calm your thoughts about everything that's when things start to work out really well for you and you have a very unique way of offering your services and your help i feel like the podcast is going to go very well any books you give or low-cost courses to be available to a lot of people make you very very happy um if anything just get very clear about what your spirit is asking you to do as you literally teach people to do that and focus on that try not to get too distracted by the shiny object syndrome of what about this what about that the Mm. more you follow that full body yes and i'm feeling Mm -hmm. it in my stomach specifically like my core the more you're like yeah that's it um you will reduce stress in your business you will find more success and even if you have quiet times they'll be punctuated by these these times of abundance so it's all about trusting the path even if nothing's showing up which is for a lot of us spirit spirit i call us spirit workers um that's kind of the way it goes if we try to play the the more logical game we we get thrown off we don't feel that full body yes and then we can't really be in integrity with what we do so I hope that's helpful and inspiring. Oh, for you. it is. It absolutely is. And you know, they say that we teach what we most need to know. Yes, ma'am. And so <laughs> as you're saying this, yeah, it absolutely hits. Good, good. Well, keep on following it. That's that's the thing. What would I tell someone to do? <laughs> what, would I, <laughs> what would I advise in this, this stage? Okay, let's do that and see what happens. I love that. <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, where can people find you if they'd like to learn more about your work online, Brenda? The hub of everything is my website at brendawinkle.com and that's W-I-N-K-L-E. And I'm active on Instagram. My podcast is called Your Yes Filled Life and it's available pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Love it. I love it. Well, it's been wonderful to meet you and have this conversation today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's been really wonderful. Yeah, you're welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, 
If you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.